Those of us who love God and country, we cannot be sequestered in our silos. Let's unite together. Let's pray together. Let's influence our country together. And let's seek God for the saving of our nation. It can happen. And, and for God's great glory, it must. Welcome, everybody, to Conversations That Matter. I am your host, Alex Newman, Senior Editor at the New American Magazine. We have a very special guest joining us today, Alex McFarland. Uh, he is an extraordinary individual. Uh, he's a widely recognized expert in youth, culture, religion. Uh, he's leader of Alex McFarland Ministries. He's the creator of Viral Truth Clubs in schools across the country. He's also the co-author, most recently, of 100 Bible Questions and Answers, Inspiring Truths, Historical Facts, Practical Insights. Um, he, uh, he has been interviewed by just about everybody that can interview you, uh, everybody from, you know, Fox to, uh, NPR to BBC and CBN and CBS and Associated Press, you name it. Uh, he also hosts a uh, nationally syndicated radio program that I was blessed to go on uh, just last week, Arizona, uh, about 200 stations across the United States. That's with uh, American Family Radio. I don't know how he has time to do it all, but, uh, Alex, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to talk about the the cultural degradation that we've been seeing in the country. Um, you know, what what do you think are the causes? Why does America seem to be collapsing? I mean, our families are collapsing. The the politics have never been more divided and vitriolic, at least not since the Civil War. Uh, we see the econ the economy in crisis, war breaking out all over the world. Um, what, what's your diagnosis? How did we go so far off track as a nation? Well, that, that's a great question. And uh, Alex, let me say what an honor it is to be on with you. I, I have such a great respect for you. And, uh, you know, I've, I've known of you for some time because we have the same, you know, name, Alex and Alex. But uh, uh, thank you for all that you do for God and country. And, and it really is a privilege to be with you today. Uh, what we're seeing, I believe, Alex, is really the coalescence of several decades of of some foundation stones for society being uh, forcibly removed. I mean, the, the family, uh, the church, education as uh, the pursuit of truth, rather than, you know, pursuing and uh, apprehending truth, uh, education has really be become more of ideological indoctrination. And it's the idea that I, I make my own truth where you know, Alex, we're, we're really living in a time of, of really militant subjectivism, as in it's me, it's my view, and all ideas are equally valid. Now, I'll just say this. A moments ago, I was talking to a grad student from um, a major university in the southeastern U.S., and this person wanted me to unpack a statement they heard one of their grad professors say recently in a classroom. America is not exceptional, and I don't want any student believing that it is. And, and I would say to the contrary that America absolutely is exceptional in that we were intentionally founded on belief in natural law. Now, very often people talk about what's called the Judeo-Christian worldview, but just the idea that there is a moral compass within the heart and psyche of all human beings, um, this idea that we don't have to be policed from without, we will police ourselves from within uh, by that 
that north star of moral truth in the heart of all people, God's law written on the inside. That is a unique uh, presupposition on which to build a country. And, and when Jefferson wrote in the Declaration, we all these truths to be self-evident, uh, he was talking about natural law. And so America is exceptional. But to your original question, how do we get where we are, where we're watching the country unravel before our eyes? Uh, five decades of the breakdown of the family, just uh, entertainment and media that became less about the good, the true, the beautiful, and more about explicitness and uh, really, uh, I, I know I'm going to use some strange words here, prurient interests. I mean, when you when you look at films like Natural Born Killers and Fifty Shades of Grey and sadomasochism and voyeurism uh, and ever, ever more explicit sexual exploits and innuendo, we're, we're not about truth and virtue so much as we're about the explicit and the illicit. And then you look at a classroom that's been anti-God, anti-morals, anti-family, anti-patriotism for decades. And eventually um, all of these, these toxins take root and the patient is near terminal. Wow. And you, you actually just recently did an op-ed for uh, CBN, the Christian Broadcasting Network. And uh, I, I think it highlights your point here about you know, we we are near terminal condition here. Uh, misguided millennials say misgendering should be a crime. We've got a, a study from this summer showing that almost half of millennials believe that misgendering someone, uh, in other words, referring to them by a pronoun that uh, he or she, they, uh, as, it, as the case may be, do not approve of, that that should be a criminal offense. Alex, um, talk to us about this. I mean, is this a symptom of a deeper problem? Have we just collect? I, I'm a millennial. I mean, it's terribly embarrassing to admit. Uh, have, have we just completely lost it? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the idea that either accidentally or intentionally misgendering someone is an act of violence. You know, oh my goodness, we're we're to the point, it's like Judges 5.8 in the Old Testament, speaking of ancient Israel, it says, when they chose new gods, there was chaos within the gates. Well, we have chosen new gods, um, the, the true and living God, for the gods of narcissism and really nihilism. Uh, and, and so here's the thing, uh, the, the idea of gender fluidity besides on a moral intellectual level just on a scientific level even two three four five years ago this would have been unthinkable my wife is a nurse and she just two days ago got a nursing journal in the mail she's always gets these kind of magazines and on the cover is an article about um being open to neurological diversity now uh, I've spent enough time in the culture wars to realize what that means. And what that means uh, is that um, the the neuro system of different people um, is going to operate as they want it to operate. And as as I suspected, the article was a thinly disguised, um, you know, treatise about the legitimacy of transgenderism. And so, you know, the very same progressive woke left that says follow the science, well, they're being absolutely unscientific when it comes to 
gender. And so to the original question about misgendering, um, this is being, there's an attempt and may God grant that it does not succeed, but that the mainstream is being bludgeoned and forced into accepting that males can become females. Gender is not objective. It's a subjective uh, way of looking at the world. And so we're going to have to have some moral courage here to say, look, you can believe whatever you want to believe about yourself, but I am not compelled to go along with it. And if you're clearly a biological male, it is not uh, a crime for me to acknowledge you as such. Um, we're moving from free speech to compelled speech because we've lost the basis of belief in objective truth. Yeah, and, and it seems like this is all around us now. The poor uh, Baker in Colorado, I can't even count now how many times he's been dragged into court because he uh, refuses to be compelled to speak in favor of uh, so-called homosexual marriage. It's very, very sad. Um, when we get back uh, on the other side of this break, I want to talk about the way back, if there is a way back. I mean, first, I'm, I'm curious, do you, do you think it's too late for our country? Is, is it is it all over? And secondly, can we, uh, if we can get back to sanity, back to our foundations, how do we do that? But Alex, before we go to break, uh, you've got a new book out. Uh, you're the co-author, um, 100 Bible Questions. Uh, where can people find that? You know, I just got some uh, photos. It's in Walmart, Sam's Club, Barnes & Noble, of course, Amazon, everywhere, 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families, real questions from listeners to radio and media. And it's it's out this week. It's everywhere. Oh, fantastic. Folks, go get a copy of that. It's called 100 Bible Questions and Answers, Inspiring Truths, Historical Facts, Practical Insights. And stay with us. We're going to be right back with more from Alex McFarland talking about if we can turn this ship around and if so, how that might be accomplished. And so stay tuned, folks, because there will be instructions for you, too. We'll be right back. As a lumberjack, I've been cutting wood for decades. My job is pretty straightforward. I see the wood, I chop the wood. My axe goes through every time. You remember when everyone bought all the toilet paper? And they wanted me to wear these things? And someone invested a lot of money into this stuff. They say I'm part of a global plan. I don't think so. It's too hot, it's too cold. You know what? The weather changes. We even hear crazy ideas on how kids should learn. Here's the news, Dad. Is it, son? Is it? What about this one, Dad? Nope. It's hard to tell what's real and what's fake these days. There's just too much baloney out there. At the New American, they cut through the baloney and give me the truth. Visit thenewamerican.com and subscribe to get 50% off the cover price. And if you want an even better deal, use the promo code 10OFFSUB. Again, that's 10OFFSUB for more than 50% off. Welcome back. Alex Newman here. Thank you for staying with us over the break. Our guest is Alex McFarland. He is uh, just so, uh, so diligent and, and he does so many things that we won't go through his bio again, but he's on... Uh, national radio. He's done uh, many, many books. Uh, he's the head of Alex McFarland Ministries. He preaches in churches all over the country, been inter interviewed by just about everyone. Uh, and I believe he is uh, one of our nation's top experts on uh, biblical worldview and 
uh, kind of the the culture issues that we are facing that for for so long the Republican Party wanted to push aside and you know now we're realizing that whoops turns out uh, politics is downstream from culture as the cliche goes and of course culture is downstream from education uh Alex uh, before we went to break we were talking about some of the problems the symptoms of the problems uh, I in our last segment here I do want to give po- folks some ideas on what they can do so you know let, let's start with the individual you know what what are some things that we as individual Christians as individual Americans can do to try to uh, shore up the foundations of our crumbling society well, uh, God bless you. And Alex, again, thanks for having me on. And this might sound counterintuitive, but l- let me say to everybody watching, be encouraged. Uh, what we have here really is opportunity, honestly. And uh, I know this is a bit of a cliche, but just like in a jewelry store, when the when the jeweler wants to make the diamonds shine the brightest, he lays them on a black velvet. And against that dark backdrop, Uh, the silver and gold and the diamonds appear all the more bright. And I think that's how it is. Uh, Be encouraged because truth still matters and truth still is is objective and and really does make a difference. The other thing I would say, and people watching this that are Christians will relate, but we have the promise of God's word in Old and New Testaments. Isaiah 55 says God's word does not return void. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the Bible says that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. So I would say to every individual person that might see this, uh, thank God for, you know, Billy Graham and the people that speak to the masses. But the real story of cultures redeemed and societies changed, uh, they're, they're the stories of individuals that knew what they believed and why they had you know confidence in god and every day they were as matthew 25 says they were giving a cup of cold water in christ's name um and so be encouraged understand that you do matter individuals matter and the words they say the the kindness the benevolence the truth that they role model it, it really does make a difference. The other thing I would say is that we Christians, and, and I'm a Christian, and I, I would suspect many of your viewers are believers, um, we, we harness the spiritual dynamics that God's church understands. Ma- uh, Mark 9.26 says some things are only accomplished through prayer and fasting. I believe that we need to fast and pray over the elections. I believe that we need to fast and pray over spiritual strongholds. You know, Southern California is, a, uh, they say, a place where so much of the world's pornography is created. Well, we ought to pray about that. Um, let me let me just, while we're talking spiritual things here, you know, being very transparent, um, there are certain cities, Alex, where I think there's a spiritual heaviness in the air. I think there are, you know, darkness that needs to be dispelled. Whenever I'm in Chicago, I feel this darkness, this heaviness. When I'm in Washington, D.C., there are parts of the city that I just feel like there's a spiritual static. Now, here's my point. The Bible talks about strongholds, principalities, Satan, the prince of the the air, 
uh, who is fighting the kingdom of God. That's Matthew 11, 12. So I think the Christians, we need to understand that this is very much a spiritual battle, that we need to pray, we need to fast and pray. And then one last thing that I've learned, um, sorry to be so lengthy here, but mm -hmm. there is unbelievable power in unity in the body of Christ. Now, here's what I'm saying. We've done 49 major conferences where we would bring in speakers and, you know, Josh McDowell, Lee Strobel, Eric Metaxas, people like that. And in working on these Truth for a New Generation conferences we do, I'll, you know, I'll go into a city half a dozen times and I'll try to get Christians to work together, pray together. I have found, and look, I, I realize there's Protestant, Catholic, Orthodox, and even within Protestantism, there's 31 flavors like Baskin Robbins. But here's the deal. Uh, John 17, 21, Christ prayed for unity within his body of believers. And 1 John 5, 1 says, whoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God. Okay, look, for just a second, patriots, people of goodwill, Christians, um, we need each other. And I realize, believe me, I realize there are doctrinal differences. But if you believe Jesus, the Son of God, died on the cross and is the Savior, then we can work together. And and I, I've seen it in 49 major cities, um, Alex. When Christians get together, not to straighten each other out uh, or to debate, but look, let's worship alongside of each other. Let's say, dear God, please intervene on behalf of our country. Dear God, help our, our children find the path of life. Dear God, this is my neighbor. I love my neighbor. Please unite us for the truth of Jesus and the sake of the gospel. I truly believe, and Alex, maybe I sound hopelessly naive. What we have here is an opportunity to show the uniqueness of our message, the um, the the faith that we need to have in the Lord, but then to unify as believers, those of us who love God and country, we cannot be sequestered in our silos. Let's unite together. Let's pray together. Let's influence our country together. And let's seek God for the saving of our nation. It can happen and and for God's great glory, it must. But we've all got to get involved, all of us. Amen, Alex. Couldn't agree with you more. And you you expand uh, some on this in your book, uh, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late. Uh, I just so appreciate the work you've done in this field, Alex. So we're down to just about three minutes left. Um, you know, what would you say should be the role of the church, of, of the pastors? I mean, obviously that has uh, evolved quite a bit over our nation's history. You know, during the, the revolutionary era, uh, a lot of the pastors were actually leading men into battle. Um, they were preaching yeah. from their pulpits uh, about, you know, the, the full counsel of God, basically. What does God say about government? What does he say about education? What does he say about family? Uh, what can and should churches be doing today? as we face this all-out assault on Christianity, on, on our families, on civilization itself? Well, you know, the um, Cornwallis and his army fired on churches uh, mm -hmm. because it was the churches that were conscripting men into Washington's Continental Army. 
And, you know, Samuel Muhlenberg, who pulled back his vestments and he had on a uniform, the black robe regiment, uh, they were certainly a, a bit different than many of the milk toast uh, B-grade motivational speakers that are pastors nowadays. Uh, but the, And I, I say that having pastored two churches, so I, I know the role of a pastor very well. But let me say the role of the church, um, we need to do what we do, pray, benevolence, and all that. But to the pastors, we must preach the word of God. It's amazing how many spiritual, moral, and social ills would be cured if we would apply the, uh, the antidote of the word of God. And you know, pastors say, well, I'm afraid to jump on these volatile issues. Well, just preach through 1 Corinthians, and you'll hit every hot-button issue that is in, in play nowadays. So we, we need to pray, evangelize, but from those pulpits, the word of God be preached. And pastors do this. First uh, John 2.28, when you meet the Lord, you don't want to meet him ashamed. If you want to meet God confidently and joyfully, then exercise that pastoral role to proclaim truth and call sinners to repentance. Amen. 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 Yeah, folks, uh, making disciples is... Um... You know, a, a complex process and uh, one of the roles for churches and pastors and, of course, parents as well. Uh, Alex, we're just about out of time, but uh, you do so much. Uh, your your main landing page, I guess, alexmcfarland.com. You're on the radio. You're on TV uh, every week on NRB TV. Um, you've got lots of books out there. I mean, it looks like at least 20 that you've done uh, so much. What's the best way for people to follow your work, to to get copies of these books and to keep up with what you're doing? Oh, thanks. Well, you know, my main website is my name, alexmcfarland.com. And then our youth clubs for middle school, high school, and college students, viraltruth.com, viraltruth.com. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. My name is Alex Newman. This is Conversations That Matter. Until next time, stay tuned, get to newamerican.com, and God bless you all. is the cure. You're dead on. This is the largest experiment performed on human beings in the history of the world. The more you know. What they're doing is they're forcing vaccination on people, and I believe they are killing people with this vaccination. The freer you are. It's murder. They are basically murdering people in hospitals. The all-cause mortality we know is now higher in the vaccinated group than the unvaccinated group. Stay informed on the issues that affect freedom. Get a subscription to The New American today. TheNewAmerican.com.